Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, 20th of January, and the market actually behaving itself today for the first time in a while. Wall Street didn't behave itself. Dow down 340. At one point, it was down 353, so closing pretty much on its lows. The Nasdaq underperforming down 1.5%. Tech continues to fold up, even though the bond yield actually dropped a little bit overnight. The Nasdaq has now had a correction, down 10.7% from the very top in November. Futures this morning were up 10, our market down 16, but resources very strong. BHP up 2.6%, Rio up 2.5%, Fortescue up 2.6%, iron ore price up 2.3%. And we have that BHP vote today on getting rid of its dual listed structure. That's a move that will take BHP from 6.3% of the ASX 200 to 9.8% with those changes happening on January the 31st. And we recently upped our holdings or I upped our holdings in the forever portfolio and the income portfolio ahead of that happening. Don't want to be underweight BHP at the moment. The stock is flying. You don't have to get many things right in the market, but I'm very happy with the fact that we bought into iron ore or called the bottom on iron ore after that cop. Was it 25? 26. 26. Thank you, Tom. After COP26 last year turned out to be a bit of a failure, and that seemed to be the catalyst for the iron ore price to lift. Anyway, got that pivot point right. It won't go on forever. But resources having a fabulous start to the year and a fabulous day today. Gold also, all the gold stocks flying along today. Gold was up about $26 or so, $30 overnight. Oil price is also up 1%. Copper price up 1.75%. And nickel up 4.9%. And for those followers of Poseidon Nickel, my favorite stock because I hold so many of it, many of them, that has hit 12 cents today, up 14%. It is, of course, a nickel stock. It is highly correlated to the nickel price. But the catalyst for the recent recovery seems to be the declaration that the recent large seller was the family interests of Andrew Forrest, one of their biggest or their second biggest shareholder. They sold down some stock. And when they declared that, the market started or the... Uh, Share price seemed to feel some relief and things have started to go up. I better not talk about it because it will just go down again. That is Murphy's Law. Anyway, Poseidon Nickel having a good day today. Also, a bit of a chatter around about Bitcoin. Bitcoin's had a death cross. That's where a 200-day moving average, sorry, the 50-day moving average drops down through the 200-day moving average. I wouldn't worry about it too much. We all know Bitcoin's trending down at the moment. There's also some chatter. Read Tom's Marcus Today section. There's also some chatter about BHP with $15 billion, which means its results should have a nice healthy dividend. But that BHP, after it's got rid of its dual listed structure, is structuring itself to make a large acquisition, having moved its coal and oil assets out to Woodside in a position to do something in future commodities wonder what that will be. Anyway, the resources sector continues to bubble with a positive vibe. Jobs numbers have been out this morning. They're stronger than expected. The Aussie dollars ticked up a little bit on the back of that. And that's about that for what the market's doing today. As regards the spy section, let me just start with this bit. Marcus has, I put that link into the newsletter called Ask Marcus. 
we used to have a link which allowed members to ask stupid questions, as we used to call them, on the understanding that there are no stupid questions in finance. But we used to have this link to ask stupid questions. So I put that back in, ask Marcus. The hope is that I don't, I've already got too many questions. The hope is that I don't get questions which are saying, I think this, discuss. They are really the hardest for me. I try to be nice to all subscribers, but please don't send me those sort of questions. I just don't have the time for you to dump on an email and ask me to discuss your thoughts. More pointed educational questions are far more interesting for the rest of the group. And so today I have answered a few questions. The questions I've answered today in a separate section in the newsletter are, what do you mean when you say the dogs are barking? That's actually got a bit carried away there. That's quite an interesting answer, that one. Ultimately, spotting the big pivot points in the stock and index, the market, commodities, that is where the real money is, spotting a turning point. And that's what all technical analysis is set up to identify. It's all about changing trends. So barking dogs is one trend change, which is where a usually a larger stock has had a period of multiple years of losing favor. And when it starts to turn on the chart, when the chart starts to bark. So an obvious barking dog in the last couple of years was Telstra, which went down from 2015 to 2018 and then turned a corner. That's a barking dog when you spot on the chart that the trend has changed. And I've listed a few other barking dogs at the moment, which are, sorry, not barking dogs, dogs, which were waiting, waiting for them to bark. They haven't started going up yet, but AMP would be an obvious one. That's been in downtrend since 2015. Magellan Financial Group, that's been in downtrend for two, two years now in an absolute sentiment hole at the moment. Another one is Redbubble. Another one's Afterpay, having a terrible time at the moment. Kogan, I'm sure I could name loads of them. By the way, Afterpay had its last day of trading yesterday and is now the code SQ2 if you want to follow Afterpay. have to tell you, we have had, or I have had, a terrible start to the year in the ideas section. You'll see that in the spy section today. I have sold all our ideas. There are only three of them at the moment, but I have sold out of APT or SQ2 as it is now. I've sold out of APT and XRO and happen to have sold Bank of Queensland as well, although that's rather a benign idea, which you could hold for dividends. It doesn't have dividends coming up this result season. But I've just sold everything. Everything seems to be on the nose. I've been trading into a falling market. It's I, I got stuck in because I thought we needed a bit of action in that section at the beginning of the year. I just should have left it alone. Anyway, we're all out in ideas at the moment and APT or SQ2 included. So uh, one of the questions I asked today, answered today is, what do I mean by when the dogs are barking? I suppose there's also, what's the opposite of a barking dog? I suppose a stock that has done fabulously like Afterpay, which then tops out. I think you might call that an Icarus moment. Some of you with some culture and education will know why it's called the Icarus moment, flying too close to the sun anyway. I've also answered the question today, what strategy can a trader use to exploit high dividend stocks? There is, of course, dividend stripping, but there are a few other techniques you can use. In large dividend stocks, they do tend to, in a bull market only, they do tend to run into their dividends and results. International institutions don't get franking, and there is a tendency for big dividend stocks to top out just before they go ex-dividend because the international institutions are thought to feel 
hard done by by stocks going ex-dividend in Australia because they don't get the franking, but it tends to drop by a bit of the franking. So these big dividend stocks do tend to peak just before the dividend. So you can trade them up to the dividend and knock them out just before they go ex-dividend, even before the results, so you don't take the results risk. Anyway, I've written about that, provided a link to a dividend stripping article. I've also put up an article which is talking about the folly of chasing dividends. Worth a read, but for income investors, you will make less money by playing in the big income stocks. I know a lot of you are driven to invest in income stocks, but the article talks about growth stocks giving a much better total return than dividend stocks. I've also written about position sizing. Someone was asking, how do you calculate the percentage weighting of stocks in our portfolios? The basic rule of position, there is a position sizing rule for traders, which is working out, depending on how volatile a stock is, working out how much of a stock you should buy, depending on how much capital you've got. So I provide a link to an article about that. But the more risky a stock is, generally the smaller the size of the holding tends to be. And you judge how risky a stock is from its volatility, which is standard deviation or average true range is a common measure of volatility. And you position size according to average size of the average true range Anyway, all in the article. And finally, someone was asking why we had dropped a stock off the market map. If you want a stock on the market map or a stock on the stock box, just email us and we will add it for you. Right, into the spy section. That was the Ask Marcus section today. I'll continue to answer your questions as we go along. In the spy section today, you can have a read. I put a few charts up of the trend in bond yields going up and the US market breaking breaking the uptrend a little bit. You can draw lines on the chart and make them tell you anything you want to hear. But for the moment, it does look like the US is threatening to break its uptrend, particularly the Nasdaq. Our market's been going sideways for a while, topped out last August or so, just going sideways at the moment. And our market's an odd market because we've got such big sectors in resources and banks and industrials, and they do set their own separate things. So anyway, a bit of an analysis of our sectors in the spy section today. But also, I thought you will find this, I did this idly, but I realize from the feedback, people love this. I have provided you with the spreadsheet I maintain and update occasionally, obviously not, <laughs> not occasionally enough, on the Marcus Today ETP spreadsheet, which is Exchange Traded Products, which includes all the listed ETFs. It's really an ETF spreadsheet, but includes all the listed managed funds as well. All the data comes off the ASX, but in a nice spreadsheet, you can click on that spreadsheet and see all the ETFs that are available to you. So if you wanted to trade the market going down, you can have a look down that list, look at Australian equity strategy ETFs, and you'll find in there the bear and the BBOS. The bear does the opposite of the ASX 200 or 300, and the BBOS is geared about two and a half times, is it, into a fall in the market. So you could trade ETFs for a fall in the market. Anyway, a lovely spreadsheet available to Marcus Today members in the SPY section today. Click on that. And interestingly, I just dragged out of that. There is this idea that if there is a fad, you know when a fad is going to end in the stock market because somebody creates an ETF to exploit the fad. It's sort of true, but it's not really true. 
So you can identify from, uh, and what I've done is listed all the ETFs and managed funds, listed managed funds that have listed in the last two years. And from that, you can identify what the themes have been in the last two years or the fads have been. doesn't mean they're going to end, but you can probably guess a few of the fads. Here are some of them. Electric vehicles. So there's an ETF that gives you exposure to companies exposed to electric vehicles, for instance. There is a host of them that cover ESG, sustainable, ethical, climate change, clean energy, that sort of stuff. Semiconductors, there's a huge shortage of semiconductors at the moment. So there's a new ETF to cover semiconductor companies. At some point, that obviously is going to bottom. I think I told you I was talking to someone who works for Yamaha the other day, and they were saying that in most of the modern Toyotas, not Yamahas, in the, he works for Yamaha, but in the modern Toyota, there are something like 140, 170 semiconductors, and they just can't get enough of them. There are factories that have been closed, particularly in Japan, because they are very COVID-sensible, and in Vietnam, and in Malaysia, and they just can't get, no one can get enough semiconductors, and it's a situation he suggests will continue. We'll still be talking about it and complaining about it, or Yamaha, he makes golf carts, but he will still be complaining about it this time next year, because it's not going to ease up quickly. So semiconductors, at some point, those stocks are going to bottom and there's an ETF covering it. Also crypto, there you go, there's a fad that could end. Private equity, hydrogen, cloud computing, global disruption, gaming. Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard, who make Call of Duty. Quality value ETFs. That's been a bit of a theme over the last couple of years is the US market has had a big focus on the performance of value stocks versus quality stocks versus growth stocks. Anyway, a few ETFs to break out which stocks are which. Then, of course, technology ETFs, FANGs ETF, and then there are a whole bunch of yield-focused and fixed-interest bond corporate bonds. But there you go. You can pick up some of the themes from what ETFs and listed managed funds have appeared on the ASX in the last year or so. Go to the spy section to see a list of those. Right, that's about it. In the ideas section, as I say, I'm just selling everything at the moment. I'm fed up of sitting at my desk stressing over a couple of trades going wrong in the short term. I should never really try and trade short term, but there you go. I'm just clearing everything out so I don't have to worry about it for a while. No changes to the portfolios today. The portfolios are up to date on the website. I am feeling more cash might be better at the moment, but I haven't done anything about it. So I think there's a tendency to sell at the moment, if anything. Our market, as I leave you, down 30. Dow futures up 24, looking reasonably healthy. As I say, resources flying along, gold flying along, nickel flying along, silver's actually flying along as well, and technology going down and most of the rest of the market going down. All the banks are down today, some of them quite hard. NAB down 1.4%, CBA down 1.4%. So resources up, everything else down basically. That's about that for today. You have a fabulous day. I have some exciting changes to the Spy podcast coming up. may take us a month or so to sort those out, but we've had some fabulous ideas. I think members are going to love our new podcast when we get it going, assuming we do. Anyway, change is coming. Should be good. I will speak to you soon. (laughs) 